0: Christy. Yes. I don't know if you know this, but kids shouldn't trespass. You're gonna get a hall pass or a Disneyland fast pass or you're gonna get a head slap.
1: (laughs) Why are you doing this? (laughs) And welcome to Pizza Toast, a podcast about the Babysitter's Club Netflix series. My name is Christy Admiral.
0: And I'm Phil Gonzalez.
1: How, how's it going?
0: Oh, Phil? it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been a week. It's just... Yeah,
1: it sure has. <laughs> we have so much to talk about because, uh, we've, we've gotten to the truth about Stacy, yes. The truth at last. After two, uh suspenseful episodes that did not involve the truth. No. And actually the only one that alluded to anything like there is nothing about this in the Claudia episode but God a no. lot about this in the Christy episode. Yeah. And and th- by this, I mean the mystery that is uh, type 1 diabetes.
0: Now, naturally, we we have to re- remember that in the book series, uh, this truth about Stacy was revealed in the first book. We knew that she had diabetes by the end of that one. So for the third book, they had to kind of manufacture a, a truthier truth, like a bigger truth mm-hmm. about Stacy, which was that she mm-hmm. had... Really bad diabetes.
1: She had really bad diabetes. She was more or less bullied out of New York City, like yeah. a, out of the Upper West Side elite. And um by the way, I really like what they do with yes. that in this. This is a this is a good modernization of what that would have looked like. Yeah. uh And that is like uh we are given. That's the real reason that we live in Stony Brook now. Yeah, got kicked it out of New York. Easier for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which. I mean, credit to the McGill parents for doing that, because that would suck. That would not be great. (laughs) Couldn't you just move to the other side of Central
0: Park? Like, there's Uh, other schools over there. I was
1: thinking... uh, I did think about this a lot, because I know people who teach private school in the city, and... Really, it would be a different world if they just went over, like, scooted over to yeah. Upper East or maybe went down to the West Village. Like, it would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> <But it's,
0: laughs> nope. She
1: clarifies that every private school student in New York knew about every it. Every single one. And so uh,
0: I was actually having this conversation earlier with Alana, who's never read the books. But in the book, there is no uh, insulin pump. She, she takes care of her diabetes with a needle. And... The the truth about Stacy is more about her uh, ha- learning. It's actually pretty cool. The book is about her learning to advocate for herself from uh, Charlotte Johansson's uh, mom, who like she she helps Stacy take control over her own health and her own body from her parents, who are kind of weird in the books about Stacy's about like in getting every expensive doctor. To poke her and prod her. She's constantly being pulled out of school. She's constantly having to go back to New York City just to get more tests done, to see more specialists. And by the end of the book, she gains more autonomy. She says, it's my body. I need to have a a say in what happens to it. And I haven't, I don't see that happen very often in kids literature, like learning to advocate for your own health. So Mm -hmm. I always liked the book uh, just Mm -hmm. right out. I just think that's a great message for young kids.
1: This kind of condenses all of that with a much lighter touch, I would say, because we still see her mother being overbearing and having... a crisis reaction to a pretty minor situation where oh Stacy's sugar got low so she's kind of overloading on fruit and juice and trying to get it back up again and her mother immediately schedules an appointment with a specialist in a bigger city like that but that's the most she does really and she wants Stacy to hide the insulin pump that yes. comes back a couple times
0: I do like that though I like that they added I the like insulin a lot. pump and that they have the mother being almost almost embarrassed for Stacy about it, like where Stacy wouldn't be so self conscious if her mother wasn't so self conscious. And that also showing why Stacy dresses the way she does, because her mother right. is constantly buying her new clothes to hide the insulin pump, which I was like, that's kind of brilliant. Like to tie in her style with this sort of like stuff going on at home, in much the same way that you find out later, I assume Marianne's style is dictated by what's going on at her house. So. <laughs>
1: yeah that hasn't been mentioned yet has it that no. he will only allow her to have braids okay yeah I, I imagine they will get there in the next one because the next the next uh episode of the show is marianne developing <laughs> yes. autonomy
0: yes oh and of course as we say at the top of every episode this being our third one <laughs> uh spo- <laughs> spoilers for the books but we haven't watched ahead so we might spoil right. something from the book series that may or may not happen in the tv series we don't know right uh, for, for all no we know, i mean marianne yeah. shaves her head in the next book we don't know we don't know oh,
1: she looks so cute with those little braids there that actress like just every moment she's on screen in this one uh she gets done dirty by the babysitter's agency yeah. and she has a very cute reaction to that just every like oh the kids are all very aweshucks to me
0: speaking of which uh the it, we we left on a cliffhanger the last episode who is the babysitter's yes. agency? and we kick off with Probably our first clue that the Babysitter's Agency has a budget hovering in the tens of thousands of dollars.
1: (laughs) I love this opening because it's just like cut straight to open with ad for the the babysitter's agency in which the founder and president of the club turns to the camera and says oh hi i didn't see you there yep. <laughs> which cracked me up like this is it's such a solid little bit mm-hmm. um it actually reminded me of when i was on your podcast and we talked about the soccer books of the uh the berenstain bears uh this is basically the like the bigger older yes. girls. <laughs> the bigger <and> older girls. <laughs> you gotta watch out for those bigger older girls. They're your competition <laughs> yep. in, in all circumstances. So the babysitters agency touts themselves as being able to stay up late, like they don't have curfews and
0: they, they can drive
1: themselves. Yeah. Even though like Charlie is basically the chauffeur in right. the books. So we ha- we're fine. There. But we haven't
0: touched on that yet in the series, if if it ever comes up. And also uh i i if i remember correctly the babysitter's agency in the books were just older junior high school girls they were eighth graders and i like that they made them high schoolers a because it makes more sense like they can drive they have a lot more autonomy and b it makes them seem even pettier
1: (laughs) yeah there's like stacy confronts a babysitter's agency member at one point because they do start stealing not stealing their business necessarily not well, with Malice later on, initially, but... but later on, yeah. Uh, but she, like, okay, for one thing, the 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 club president has a great line about women supporting women. Yes. <laughs> In which she says, when, when one succeeds, we all do. Except, I guess, when we steal business from you, which is very, very good. No, so we learn about the Babysitter's Agency. Uh, Stacey kind of makes it seem like she pretends that she doesn't think that they're going to present a problem, but they immediately present a problem.
0: Immediately. And they start off by stealing, apparently, what is the Babysitter's Club's catchphrase, which is, need a sitter? But (laughs) Christy gets really upset. She's like, need a sitter? That was my line. And I'm like, I think that's just a question, Christy. I don't even know if they remembered you asking that. But what I love is that Uh, When Sam is introduced in this episode again, Mm. and you actually get more of Sam, which is great. Sam addresses something that has bothered me since the inception of the book series, which is calling your business The Babysitter's Club is is disorienting for potential customers because it doesn't sound like a business. It, it sounds like, sound a like a club. He says, no, Oh, you guys, you guys are babysitters. I thought you just sat around and talked about like babies. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're calling a yourself line. a club.
1: <laughs> uh, that's my favorite moment in the episode for a few reasons. Uh Mostly Stacy is, she doesn't realize that she, that her sugar is low. And that's the reason that she's freaking out a little, mm-hmm. but uh, she finds out that, like, this is Christie's brother, Sam, and she says out loud, where have you been keeping him? And yeah. it's my favorite line <laughs> because she also he doesn't seem ruffled by that. No. Like he's he just kind of rolls with it.
0: Yeah. He's, um, and uh, and he she says she says, did I say that out loud? And uh, and Christy is uh, part of this part of the show's direction, which I love, is that you get a lot of great reaction shots. And so you're just so seeing, many. Seeing Christy realize that Stacy has a crush on her older brother, and it's a great little character moment for Christy because Sam comes across he's, as just a generally laid-back high school. Like, how old is he supposed to be? Like freshman, I
1: think he's he's fifteen when Stacy is thirteen because okay. they have a two-year age So change. yeah, he'd be 14. so he would be fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so he's like a high school freshman, and uh,
1: yeah, he just seems like a
0: he doesn't seem like a biggest jerk in the world. He's just. <laughs> But you can see where yes. he's annoying.
1: Yeah, both the brothers just seem kind of like uh lovable dirtbag teens. Neither of them seem like burnouts or any kind of bad stereotype. They're just teenage boys. Except it's, that he is
0: he is practicing a base.
1: He is practicing a base which I would argue is better than practicing an acoustic guitar. That's but true. But like bass, at least there's some utility there, and it's like he's not going to pull that thing out of parties, probably. Probably not, but unless he he's is... been listening
0: to a lot of Primus and he's like, "Oh, listen yeah. to this <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Sam."
1: <laughs> That's Sam's thing at parties. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't go to that many parties in high school, but I definitely went to at least one where somebody pulled out a guitar at one point. I
0: just went to a lot of parties with bassists. So that's just yeah. all they did. They just played bass. That's not—that's a lie. I never went to a single party in high school. <laughs> I went to a swim party once in high school, which was really embarrassing because I couldn't swim. So I just—oh no I just had to like hang around the pool. And then oh, at one point they were is... all, we're going to do fun dives. Everyone, let's do fun dives. And so even though I couldn't swim... I did a fun jump off the diving board into the deep end and had to teach myself to swim in that moment. In the
1: the moment. Oh, yikes.
0: That's my one one high school party story. High
1: school school was a nightmare. Uh, Yeah, so, no, we find out Sam knows who the babysitter's agency is. He says something about how they're making a ton of money and it's a great idea. Christy gets mad because this is her great idea. Yeah. And then they kind of get, like the babysitters start doing all kinds of goofy things in order to get their business back up
0: so goofy they they this is Santa where i was fruits. saying their the, the babysitters agency has a 10,000 dollars budget cuz they print up flyers they're handing out in the park and they come across a yoga, like a group of yoga parents who all have branded babysitters agency merch, like water bottles and ball caps. Yeah,
1: hats. Those and hats like, looked nice. Did
0: they just hand all this out? Because as someone who works for a nonprofit, I can tell you that uh, that branded <laughs> merchandise like that is pretty premium. Like this isn't just like tote bags. This is like this is right. pens and magnets.
1: <laughs> so I have two pieces of Playbill merchandise total. I have a messenger bag, which is actually really, really nice and I should use it more often. And then I have like a Gildan, like pretty cheap baseball shirt, which is one of my favorite shirts because it says Playbill on it. It's cute. (laughs) But that's the kind of thing where, like, of course we have a little bit of merchandise, like the little bit of money we had for merchandise, we used it for something. We are not a club of like 15-year-olds to watch children <laughs> well I'm like presumably
0: they're trying to earn money but they had to, they had to have invested at least at least a thousand bucks in
1: in that, in that commercial that was high production to value. put together a commercial like, and the water
0: bottles those are those are legitimate <laughs> those aren't they're not like plastic water bottles they're like vacuum seal water bottles that like a, a yoga mom would have those and i'm like, like so expensive. did you did you just walk through the park handing these out to advertise <laughs> i mean kudos but you're not you're it's going to be like a few years before you recoup this investment
1: <laughs> also in that in the same park that's where stacy has her confrontation with i think her name is lacy which is also good because yeah with stacy lacy uh, <laughs> lewis Yes, Lacey Lewis, which is a good alliterative, fun name. So who is she's... not
0: Who is not one of the agency girls in the book. No,
1: role. no. This is just a, this is a, an insert character and I'm okay with her. She seems yeah. mean. I like it. Her makeup uh, is
0: perfect. Her hair is perfect.
1: She looks great yeah. and she has a SoundCloud boyfriend, but we get to him later. Yeah. So Stacy runs into her in the park. Stacy's with Charlotte Johansson, which also it's been set up that she's Charlotte's favorite sitter and she has some like pretty solid relationship with with one of Charlotte's moms with Dr. Johansson. Yes. Which uh, comes into play later. Uh, but at that point, uh Lazy Lewis is handing out balloons that say the babysitter's agency. It's a real
0: step down from the water bottles by the way. But... It,
1: it it is, but it is but a much better kid thing. Cause, it is true. Uh, <laughs> Stacy tries to take Charlotte's balloon away and give it back to Lacey. Charlotte has a very outsized, like, which is good because she's a very, like, emotionally vulnerable kid. She is. Like an outsized, why don't I get a balloon? Have I been bad? Yeah, am I bad? And you're like, oh, no. Stacy has to sheepishly take the balloon back and it's very good.
0: She doesn't sheepishly take it back. She snatches it back. She reaches out and just goes, (laughs) yank, and hands it to Charlotte uh now charlotte johansson charlotte johansson is of course a major player in the books like she is oh yeah she is one of the regular kids we get to know her very well uh she has her own like little arcs and personal dramas and personal growth like as the books go along and i'm sure they won't be able to get to her like in any hugely substantial way but it was nice to see that like her sort of clinginess and like you said her emotional vulnerability because that's a big part of charlotte's thing and she's adorable (laughs)
1: Yeah, and like part of it also is we haven't gotten to Jesse yet. We will, one of the junior members of the Babysitters Club has a little sister, Charlotte's age, and they're best friends. So yeah. you keep seeing her over and over again. I believe Charlotte gets invited like she's in she's definitely in a few of the super specials. Yeah. definitely anytime they have like a vac- like a like a day camp or something like that, you're gonna I, like Charlotte. I will pop don't up. believe
0: was she one of the kids stranded on the desert island?
1: I don't think so. I know that she went to camp in the second. She did
0: special, go to camp. Uh, so yes, listeners, if you've never read the books, there does come a moment where the babysitters some of the babysitters and some of the kids get stranded on a desert island, not in a fun way, and for long enough that people start worrying they've died.
1: <laughs> Pretty good, right? I mean like It's one of <laughs> my favorite things ones. Things have happened. See, all of my favorite super specials Actually, the camp one is my absolute favorite, but every successive one that I love is about one of their lavish trips, like overseas or across the <laughs> USA. The RV trip one is just, oh, it's outstanding. Yeah, so uh, aside from the Babysitter's Agency drama, which comes to intersect yes. at, after a certain point, uh, we have Stacy kind of figuring out. Uh, how can I conceal the diabetes or is this going to interfere with the babysitter stuff at some
0: point? Right. And you see her having, you see her having uh, these low sugar, like low blood sugar spells. Um, You see her like having to regulate her eating. uh, And what they're, what they're building towards is that unlike in the book, it becomes a sticking point for the parents, knowing that one of the babysitters has a medical condition, uh, which of course is this is, is, is how it gets tied in with the babysitter's agency in a way that it isn't in the book, which I thought was kind of a brilliant, as you said, update to the story because yes. this is where Stacy's past in New York and also technology and also the way kids bully other kids, like all just kind of mesh together yeah. in this episode.
1: No, it coalesces very well because the Babysitters Club during one of their uh Weird marketing stunts when they're wearing uh, sandwich boards, which say which is... "a
0: business" on them, which <laughs> I love.
1: Okay, so I watched this one a couple times because, uh, 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 not least because I got fairly emotional the first time I watched it. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to watch it with fresh eyes, and I did that again today. But I didn't notice the "a business" thing last time because I was too busy oh. like <laughs> being secondhand embarrassed for Marianne. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Like, yeah, people literally tell that they look stupid out the windows of cars. It's very bad. Right. So, but then they see, okay, tiny subplot in this one is that, um, is it the Newtons? The Newton, Cam Newton. Kim Newton, Newton yeah. is having, um, Lucy Newton in this episode. Like, yes. goes into labor and then has the baby in this episode. Uh, and they were, so the Babysitter Club was supposed to be watching Jamie during, like, before and then during that time. They do yeah. end up watching him. So when they're on their sandwich board adventure, they see Jamie just playing in the street. Right. And naturally, this is because it's a babysitter's agency sitter, the same sitter, yes. uh, and her boyfriend are watching, uh, watching Jamie ostensibly, but not actually watching Jamie at all.
0: Yeah, they told him to go outside and play.
1: <laughs> yes. And then uh, Stacy snitches uh, mm-hmm. on, on Lacey, in front of Lacey, and Lacey says she'll be sorry and then stacy is because a video of her going into like diabetic shock goes viral
0: yes so uh rolling it back just a little bit though the the scene Mm -hmm. where they find jamie outside is is almost directly taken from the book that's kind of how it plays out in the book uh i don't think he's playing in the street in the book he's just like outside by himself which the the babysitters know that's not cool like he's very young
1: and weirdly, that, a motif that they come back to in that yeah. series, like kid by himself, mm-hmm. is a thing that we come back to again and again. But
0: it's a great moment I love in the books because even though we've we we know that they're good babysitters, this is the moment where you realize that they are actually very ethical babysitters. Like mm-hmm. to them, it's not just a job and doing the job well; it's that they it, they realize that it's their. That the child is fully their responsibility in this, in this era. like not, not just making sure that he's he or she is safe, but also that the child is is uh entertained and stimulated and and cared about and cared for. And right, the contrast with the agency is made very well. Uh, it,
1: it- is. And we also get the introduction of kid kits in this episode, like which kind of oh, yeah, uh, yeah, which, yeah, it's. It's dropped in the beginning and then they come back to them at the end, but it's very much like, oh, this is what sets them apart. They're really engaged and really want to make every kid's experience special in addition to just being cared for.
0: Now, can I ask you, what did you think of the visual representation of the kid kits?
1: I thought it was really close to what I was thinking, but a little more elaborate. I always envisioned shoeboxes.
0: Oh, really? Decorated. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> see, I was like, that's not a kid kit.
1: Oh, what did you think a kid kit was? I saw them.
0: I mean, in my head, they've always been these sort of like more like grandiose caboodles. Caboodles
1: like, is the other like the other thought I would have had, given the era the books were written in. But, I yeah, pers- I visualize shoeboxes.
0: For some reason, I always see them as having a handle or handles. Maybe like it
1: did weirdly bother me that they, they carried them the way they did. In this yeah, so like with both hands under them really bothered me. Yeah, I'm like,
0: no, 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 you have to like. You're coming into the babysit, like your babysitting job, and you have the kid kit kind of just casually down by your side, and then the kids notice it, and that's what gets them excited. You don't, you don't walk around like it's like a delicate like tray of like sandwiches. <laughs> yeah.
1: It it looked strange, it looked odd. But maybe it that'll looked, evolve. <laughs> it also looked fa- like it did look fancier than what I've ever envisioned. Uh, I I love that they're in the show. Yes. It, the subtitles did not capitalize it properly, so I'm hoping they work on that.
0: Or did they hyphenate <laughs> but,
1: it though? No, they didn't. Oh, it was, see, uh, in
0: the books their hy- Kid Kid is hyphenated at least in this book. And I was like It's a branded oh. property. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kid Kid <laughs> TF. <TM. laughs>
1: I did. I mean like I will say I babysat through most of the time I was reading these books as basically as soon as I was old enough to. So when I was 11, and I did often bring a backpack full of things because yeah. they did it first. I was like, hey, that's a good idea. Lots of the kids I sat for had board books and the like, but I had different ones because they were from when I was a kid. Yeah. So
0: huh, no, truly, see, my, truly an inspiration. My sister babysat for me. She, she and a friend of hers would babysit for like me and like sometimes a couple other neighborhood kids, like in the summers when all of our parents were working. Uh, my sister's three years older and they would literally like, come with full like just like that they'd have full projects to do they would they would be like all right let's let's do this let's draw pictures of this and cut them out we'll tell stories about this and i didn't remember that until i was prepping for this episode and i was like wait a minute my sister was a babysitter and she was a really good babysitter like i enjoyed having her babysit and it does mean a lot to have that kind of engagement because i also had some pretty Some pretty junky babysitters.
1: (laughs) I don't remember ever having a particularly fantastic one who wasn't related to me. Uh I wanted to be the great babysitter. And I had some regular gigs. I think my entire junior year of college, every Thursday night, I sat for the same kids. So, yeah. I, I mean, that, which is a very babysitter's club thing to do. Like, yes. have your, your particular appointment. A regular gig. So, it was. The Stark children, they're all so old now. They Aww. make me feel ancient. The <laughs> oldest one just graduated from college. And I was like, I wow. don't like that at all. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never babysat for anyone. I would have been terrible oh, at it. it I, I feel
1: like you would have been decent at it. Oh, like, I,
0: could, I, mm, <laughs> I couldn't take care of myself. I can barely take care of my kids now.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs>
0: but yeah. Um, so
1: let's see what, uh, yeah. Um, diabetic, oh, oh, not diabetic coma. It's like a, it looks like a reaction to some kind of, she's like a seizure. Yeah. 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 I've Wait. never seen someone have a seizure, and I don't, and you don't see it represented on film that often. Yeah, it unless it's a, like
0: ER or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is a distressing clip to watch because mm-hmm. it is just her collapsed on the floor of a room filled with kids, and somebody is with her, probably one of her New York best friends, is uh, presumably Lane, who you know is. Stacy's main best friend but
0: <laughs> as someone as someone who uh I used to be my uh I used to be with someone who was uh who was uh I can't think of the word I'm looking for now has epileptic seizures. epileptic yeah. uh as someone who, who would have like these massive seizures uh and I only ever witnessed them a few times uh but uh it is terrifying it's it's, it's...
1: really scary
0: if you're not expecting it to, like if you're, if the, fr- oh, if, yeah. you, if, if it's something neither of you know about, and then all of a sudden it happens one day and you're like, ha, 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 and you're me <laughs> bad babysitter can't take care of people. It's a, it's a bad <laughs> afternoon. So, uh.
1: Uh basically this this video goes around. It's just yeah. an email sent out by the babysitters agency to all their clients, it oh. would seem. Oh, did we connect uh, those dots?
0: So she this video was made by the mean kids at school in New York. Yes. And then yes. shared around like I guess all the private schools in New York. All
1: the private schools in Manhattan. That you know. is
0: what chased the uh the McGills out of the city. Uh, yes. because no di- no no diabetics are allowed in New York City proper. None. You have to go to I've one of the- never
1: met a diabetic in this city. I
0: no, don't live in the city. Uh it's part of the original zoning. Um uh at least back in the nineties. And then you and then the babysitters agency presumably gets their hands on this video. It's popular enough. It's made it's finally made its way to Massachusetts. <laughs>
1: Maybe I guess I guess maybe Google you Google Stacy McGill. Yeah, I assume it was posted stuff.
0: to like YouTube or whatever the like that's t- my guess TikTok or whatever TikTok. the kids were doing.
1: That would be a bizarre thing to come across on TikTok. Like oh, dance there, cat, were those, there were those seizure
0: teenagers who just found like a dead body on TikTok a couple of weeks ago. So,
1: oh, it, it happened. I'm not they, paying it, attention to the right news about TikTok. It apparently. happens.
0: They were doing that geocaching thing where it's like it's an app that sends you to like. Just random places nearby to like learn more about your neighborhood, and these like and these two teenagers were sent to this random location by the program, and they get there and they're like, "Hey, there's a suitcase!" Dun dun dun! Oh no! But it was all like posted to TikTok, like them discovering it, Uh, straight out of the Babysitters Club. So, (laughs) that's something that would happen in a in a Babysitter's Mystery.
1: Or a super mystery because that's yeah. pretty dark. Super <laughs> mystery. They, do they ever find a body in a suitcase in the super <laughs> mysteries? I don't think so. I'm gonna have to look into that later. I'm gonna review the plots of the super mysteries like maybe, in the next couple of days. That'll be my project. Maybe, I always have to have something to do.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not until like the until the California Diaries. Were there ever super <laughs> mysteries to the California Diaries?
1: <laughs> I mean, the biggest mystery in the California Diaries is. I was going to make some really callous jokes about what happens in the last few of those books. <laughs> no. I'm not going to do that. But.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of yes. dark humor, uh, there's a Handmaid's Tale joke in this episode. There
1: is. Uh, Christy, um, what is the context of that conversation they're she's, having? She's
0: talking with her mom, and her mom shows her, her engagement ring. Yeah, her engagement ring. And it's right. this huge rock. Uh, and... And Christy's like, and she's like, "Do you like it?" Which I, she's just goading Christy at this point because she. I knows love Christy. it. And like I'm very
1: like, into Elizabeth as a character. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she's
0: like. Oh, like she says, Chrissy says something dismissive about like, oh, I don't think you would even need a ring to like. It's sort of weird that a woman has to wear like an engagement ring, sort of showing that you're his property, right? Like, what's yeah, next? Yeah, and you're something like, about like walking behind walk, him. You're gonna walk yeah. ten steps behind him, and she's like, uh, yes, of course, and I'm gonna have, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to start referring to me as of Watson, which is. <laughs>
1: I thought it was very funny. And also, is anyone that age going to understand that joke? No. I hope not. No. I hope
0: no one of the right age is going to be familiar enough with The Handmaid's Tale to understand The <laughs> Handmaid's Tale reference.
1: I, I didn't uh, I didn't read The Handmaid's Tale until I was in my mid-20s, and it still messed me up in yep. a real way. <laughs> the Same. Tre- I mean, to be fair, Christy also reads The Art of War. That's true. This, that's true That's in this episode which is very funny <laughs>
0: more of that more of that babysitters club pop cultural references
1: <laughs> stacy referring to it as some weird book christy found in the library is good like i like the idea that christy's just at the local library like browsing the stacks to learn about war strategy sure right because
0: sure. <laughs> christy doesn't Christie doesn't get a whole lot to do in this episode she's mostly just no. there like making comments and uh and reacting to things but it's so true. they give they let her read the uh they let her read the art of war and then give a whole speech about how like there's a snake and if you attack the tail the head will get you and if you attack the head the tail will get you and if you attack the center the the tail and the head will get you and she's talking about the babysitter's agency in some way but she totally gets interrupted and in the thought like never really gets complete it's
1: really good yeah. it's it's enough for me that like the window dressing of her character is that she is going on this deep dive into military strategy in yes. order to take down the enemy <laughs> so the viral video goes around. The club uh, has the expected uh, sensitive reaction to the situation. None of them don't like. None of them don't trust her to be as good of a babysitter as she is, or anything yes. like that. They do and, confront
0: her though. Like it is like a, They do call a meeting. Yeah. And Christy's like, "Tell us the truth, you liar." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs>
1: Christy also says something judgmental about Stacy's da- dad's black Porsche at one point. Oh, yeah. It's like, your mom's marrying a multimillionaire. Right. You can't do this anymore. <laughs>
0: But they have the fine they have the confrontation where Stacy spills the beans and is like I'm a diabetic and they have the appropriate response pretty much from the book where they're like so what because <laughs> we all we know sh- diabetics it's not yeah, like, it's a- like
1: oh yes my cousin my my parents roommate my, <laughs> my like everyone knows a diabetic that's In- just how it works including actress common. Halle Berry <laughs> good joke yeah. uh good Mar- good Marianne dropping in to to share her Halle Berry fandom now, I
0: thought she was going to say like I'm diabetic and I have this pump and show it to them because I thought oh, that's I yeah. thought that's what she was mostly con- like self-conscious about was how conspicuous the pump is I think
1: the thing is it seems like her mother is more self-conscious about the pump yeah. than she is Yeah, her
0: mom wants her to hide it uh, but I really I, w- I kind of wanted a moment where they all see it and are like, that's that's fine. Like, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, I know that uh, kids with with medical conditions or disabilities who have like visibly <laughs> external like indicators of their medical conditions or that they're disabled. Uh, there's an extra like stigma. There's an extra self-consciousness mm-hmm. about that. Like people make judgments, and you sort of have no, to like true. get people used to it. And we, they they answer all that at the end. She she yeah. ends up blinging out her her pumps. Looks-
1: genuinely really cool yeah, like <laughs> she, bedazzles,
0: she bedazzles it <laughs>
1: she bedazzles it and she wears it to the next club meeting so you see her wearing it like sitting on claudia's bed yeah. with
0: mary and honestly it's looks a lot better because like trying to hide that thing under your clothes makes it a lump. sticks
1: out like you it, it's conspicuous and you found find out during the uh very unusual emergency meeting in the babysitter's club which is them gathering all their clients in a room and being like hey uh stacy's a diabetic uh she yeah uh she finds out that oh surprise charlotte's mom has paid enough attention to her that she's seen the pump and she knows how uh stacy regulates the condition and we have a hint of that earlier because charlotte's mom when she hears charlotte ask for some of stacy's juice and stacy doesn't know what to say says oh some treats that stacy has are just for stacy yeah oh cool yeah she's, she's a, she, yeah oh i like i like this like i like all of the actors playing parents in this mm-hmm. scene they're all they're all fairly convincing they all have some of them voice actual concerns yes about because it.
0: They've only seen a video now because the video went around to all the parents. It got, mm-hmm. it got emailed to everyone like, a, as like, is this the person you want watching your kids with a link to the video? It's uh, really it, bad. With a, with, with a link that looks like spam. Like if I, I had gotten that, I wouldn't I would have not, opened that. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have
1: clicked <laughs> that link.
0: I was like, oh, that's it, it like an arrow. And like, it's that underlined link that you're like.
1: Yeah. I I would not have opened the link, but yeah. you know, I'm also. I've also been taught to watch my back online constantly yeah. since so, I was like ten years old. Well, so. presumably,
0: all these parents are old enough that they just click anything they're sent as a text message. Exactly. And but they they have they're gathering for this meeting because they don't want. We've already seen that since the babysitters agency started, they've started losing business. Uh, specifically, um, specifically, uh, the Newtons are yeah. Uh, yeah. are basically like. Yeah, she's like, oh, I can't wait to babysit for you once the baby's born. And they're like, ha, 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 we'll talk
1: about that later.
0: <laughs> so, you're, so you already know that the parents are a little yeah. iffy on these 11-year-olds watching their...
1: Right, and I understand in the case of an infant, like, yeah. they don't... They, and, I mean, they do meet the baby at the end of the episode, and it is implied that they will eventually take care of the baby. But that but actually I, gets
0: covered later in the books. Like, they have to take, like, classes and training and Yeah,
1: stuff. oh, totally. There's... I, they do everything right. Yeah. It's just, that's just par for the course of them. So, during yeah, during this meeting, one of the mothers expresses uh, some hesitance mm-hmm. about it. And Stacey is extremely mature the whole time. Says, like, that's fine if you don't want me, but don't punish the rest of the club because of me. Right. And, I, yeah.
0: I was hoping that one of the parents would be like, what if she drinks out of the same cup as my kid? What if, it, what if a mosquito bites her and then bites my kid? And they're like, you can't get diabetes from a cup or casual contact.
1: There's so much more we could have learned about diabetes <laughs> yeah. in this episode if they'd really worked at it. It's <laughs> my sole complaint. What if they share uh, hats? Um, <laughs> no, and ultimately everyone like because Dr. Johansson kind of gives a little yeah. like a little speech, it's like, uh, I would argue that Stacey is more mature than every person in this room, and everyone's like, You're correct. And, and, then, the, and then they're
0: like But the other girls are older, and I think it's Christy or Claudia. Claudia doesn't have much of a role in this one either. But uh,
1: Claudia doesn't do much, yeah.
0: One of them says, "Like these girls like sent this horrible video around to all of you and tried to shame and humiliate a twelve-year-old who has diabetes. (laughs) Do you really want that that person watching your kids?" And the parents are like, "It is
1: bizarre that they'd even suggest it, but (laughs) yeah." They're like,
0: yeah. mm, uh, maybe you're right. I don't want these unethical <laughs> monsters watching my children.
1: And I think it's in the last couple scenes, Stacy at one point says in her voiceover, and when they go low, we go, well, not exactly. Yeah. high, <laughs> And it's true. They do. They're not doing anything necessarily like they're not doing anything nearly what the agency did to no. them. But they're not so nice to them or anything.
0: No, they're not fooling them into like visiting a graveyard and pretending to be ghosts. Um, (laughs) So. But what, what one thing we didn't mention is that the babysitters agency also sent the babysitters club on fake jobs. So they sent them to like babysit an old an man, old man. which is also embarrassing <laughs> yes. for the old man. Like that's humiliating. <laughs> they, that part
1: uh, that part was wild. Uh, it was Marianne who got sent, yeah. so at least it was funny. <laughs>
0: uh, they got uh, they got prank called by the agency. So this stuff has sort of been building. Like the agency yeah. is, isn't just a bunch of irresponsible girls. It, they're also nasty. Like yeah, they're uh, mean. And they're they're they mean. Also, an- but they also there's like twenty of them. Like you see yeah. in that commercial, there's like a fleet of these babysitters. There's a whole
1: bunch of them. I am glad this all gets wrapped up in one episode because I don't, I didn't want that kind of thing to linger. That did not seem over fun. Well, that's one thing, though. <laughs> you kind of
0: have to because in the books, the babysitters' agency are schoolmates of theirs, and those girls kind of become not, not like frequently recurring, but regularly recurring antagonists
1: gonna say i think probably grace is in that there's a few because i i mean koki mason is Marianne's like mortal enemy they sort of
0: set up though that there's these there's an antagonistic squad of girls at the uh at the at the junior high and yeah and since these the agency is high school you kind of have to get rid of that because it would be really weird if like if lacy was trying to steal (laughs) a boyfriend away from one of them
1: (laughs) I, I mean, I would hope that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like Stacy having a crush on Sam is all well and good, but the other way around just feels stranger somehow. Yeah, well, that's,
0: let's leave that to the, to the Berenstain Bears chapter books. Thank you.
1: <laughs> we'll get into, I mean, we'll get into excessive dating later. I oh, like yes. that it hasn't happened yet. But, oh, at one uh, at one
0: point the girls refer to, uh, they say, you know, like this isn't like fancy or say, dazzling New York. It's just grimy old Stony Brook. And I'm like, place isn't that grimy stony brook
1: is beautiful (laughs) grimy old stony
0: brook like that's a weird adjective to use to describe yeah this this pristinely kept neighborhood where even like the lower income families uh houses are kind of kind of neat inside
1: yeah i would also like to point out that i uh accidentally walked through a really creepy tunnel in Brooklyn last night. Oh, so no. if anything is grimy, it's probably bits and pieces of New York. You're great.
0: I can't have, I can't think of any place in New York that's not dazzling.
1: <laughs> it wasn't uh, uh, for the record, it was not grimy so much as suddenly there was mud where there had not been mud before <laughs> I and hope I was, it was very mud. surprised. Hope Hope it's not
0: some place that was just recently on a TikTok video. <laughs>
1: That's just a peek behind the curtain of my life. I have a lot of bug bites now because I went and sat in a park for a couple hours, very safely with friends. <laughs> oh,
0: nice.
1: Yeah, uh, this is the exciting kinds of things we do in the in the time of COVID nineteen. <laughs>
0: uh, we also uh, just a little, couple of notes. Uh, the pipes yeah, yeah. were mentioned in this episode.
1: They were the three youngest pipes. The three youngest pikes. Who would
0: be oh. Claire,
1: Margot, Vanessa? Claire,
0: Margot, and... so presumably that's who they were. That's who they were babysitting. Claire, Margot, and Vanessa. Who. I, I don't know what's coming up in the future. Again, I have avoided spoilers, but I hope we get to meet the Pikes.
1: I would think, okay, so in the trailer, there is an episode that indicates that the, C, that the first Sea City trip is going to occur. Okay. The Pikes are the ones who have a house in Sea City. Sea City.
0: So we'll so, see if it plays out that way. Oh, but, I uh,
1: hope so. Yeah, there's so many of them, and they're all great. The Pikes,
0: <laughs> the, Pikes the Pikes, the most ridiculous family in the Babysitter's Club. <laughs>
1: weirdly at least like i mean there are triplets so they kind of share a personality except even one of them is like the the sensitive soul yeah all of the pike kids have individual personalities yes and that's that's crazy <laughs> like, even, that's good even writing. if
0: that personality consists of rhyming everything you say like some kind of <laughs> 80s cartoon character <laughs>
1: I was uh, I thought you were where you were going with that was Margo is carsick because that's her logline. <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
0: Wait, is this also the house of Silly Billy Gugu?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, Claire.
0: That's Claire. So Claire I says love- Silly Billy Goo. Margo is carsick. Throws up. A lot. Oh and, uh, my
1: gosh, so much. Yeah, and Vanessa, and Vanessa is a poet. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I love the Pikes partially because Mallory is the character I identify with the most. Mm-hmm. So I know that fit. Like I I feel like I've read her books more than maybe anyone uh, else among yeah. the narrators. But yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so we get we get so them yeah, mentioned. We, the, mention.
0: we get the Marshalls mentioned. Uh, yes,
1: uh, which is Nina and is it just Nina? Is it? You have the Bible now.
0: I do have the Bible. The real Bible.
1: (laughs) It might be two little girls.
0: You know what the Bible doesn't have? An An index. index.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have an index.
0: So you kind of got to know what all these black tabs on the spine meme (laughs) i really
1: need to repurchase the bible the bible by the way uh folks is the complete guide to the bsc which is um i have had this verified by one of the ghost writers uh it is just the series bible that they used internally at scholastic
0: so the marshals uh the marshals are nina marshall uh eleanor marshall and Mrs. Marshall.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh also I just noticed the outfit Abby is wearing on the cover of that is uh immaculate. A legend. Anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, again, I haven't gotten to Abby, but uh I love
1: her so But I know who much. you're
0: talking about. <laughs> Beret and overalls. <laughs> very good. So, yeah, so we, we get to meet that and we get to meet the
1: Newton's new uh,
0: the new baby. I am the still frustrated that Jamie Newton does not say hi-hi.
1: Which is very cute. Let's say, like, I mean, they're, a lot of the kids have a little quirk mm. and they're varying degrees of cute. But the fact that Jamie always greets them with hi-hi not being there, tragic. Like yeah. a mild tragedy. Yeah. Would it
0: have been that hard? Maybe it was in there and they had to cut them all out for time. <laughs>
1: possibly uh stacy gets to hold the baby first and says uh welcome to stony brook lucy and if you are me that is when you start crying for Aww. some reason and you do not know why i think because the uh, like i imagine tv writers room they probably want that to be stacy feeling like she is at home for the first time and i was like i also am home with yes. my friends Aww.
0: <laughs> and if it's anything like the book series not for long, Stacy.
1: Oh no! <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of shaking up that is yet to be done yes. in the McGill household. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, one thing you get used to in reading the Babysitters Club is characters unexpectedly moving and moving back. And
1: it's really interesting because, like, I didn't move. I, I don't know how much you moved as a kid. I did once across the state. And then a couple times within the same city, but, like, not even in a different, like, elementary school district. I
0: moved, I moved, we moved to another neighborhood, and I just kept going to the same school. Like, I, mo- okay. I actually moved, I actually moved closer to my friends, like.
1: Oh, that's kind of nice. It was
0: very nice. I actually <laughs> yeah. I unexpectedly moved within three streets of my girlfriend.
1: Uh, <laughs> which was,
0: like, really weird. They're like, you were moving here. And I'm like, oh, oh,
1: oh, really? <laughs> No, so I uh, I lived in on one side of Michigan and then the other side of Michigan and then stayed in that area straight through college and then after and then moved to New York. So I am not familiar with the popping back and forth. I am not familiar with the divorced parents and that had like all the trappings of that where, uh, I mean, Christy, it's not an example of that. But like Dawn has to go from coast to coast sometimes because yeah. she has a decent relationship with both her parents. Same goes for Stacy. Like she seems to get along better with her mom because I think the implication is that Mr. McGill is just a, a workaholic.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. He's a, yeah. He, in all the books that he features in, he is always at work and Stacy registers surprise whenever he's not at work. Like he works on the weekends and everything.
1: Yeah. That seems bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Which, you know, may, sh-
0: may play into certain relationship difficulties. He has. <laughs>
1: and uh Stacy loves having a boyfriend so i i mean like there's probably a lot going on there that they don't really unpack
0: one thing that's yeah. <laughs> really cool about this series is so when the book series started it was the mid 80s and mm-hmm. the books were very honest about families as we just said like moving and divorce and uh separating and step parents and step siblings like it very much was dealing with issues that were super current in the mid 80s. I grew up in the mid 80s. Uh I I remember when like just parents started getting divorced and friends, I mean all my best friends I lost to divorce. They mm. all their parents got divorced. They all moved away, they all started going to different schools. It just happened. Like you just your friends just scattered to the wind every few years cuz parents No, I had
1: the same thing in elementary school and it was really jarring for me somebody who like that was presented as something that never happened until yeah. a certain point. Yeah.
0: And, uh, one thing I like about the, the, the TV series is that they are still addressing, they're addressing the way family structure has changed in 2020. Like what, yeah. what, what, to represent, like, a diversity of families in the books when they first came out, you would show a bunch of divorced families of different economic backgrounds, uh, different levels of stability, uh, moving hither and yon, and different different parenting styles and different levels of, like, uh, disinterest in your child's life and super controlling of your child's life. In the TV series, you have very different-looking families. You you yes. They are... They clearly are showing same-sex couples, interracial couples, uh, couples with uh, divorce, uh, with with uh, you know, couples who are going through hope maybe breakups, couples who are getting remarried, and also uh, like adopted children. So you're getting a you're getting a. They've really updated what a family looks like in mm-hmm. the 21st century, and of course they're going to do that. But it is it feels of a piece with the Babysitters Club. Like it's very thoughtfully yeah. done.
1: No, it's true, and it's it feels like there are more single parents represented than there were the first time around because I think it's in Dawn in the Impossible Three that it's very clear, mm, yeah, that the that the parents single, but like the Marshalls, at no point is there uh uh like a husband or wife mentioned in this situation. Right. It's just right. It's just you just see the her house. It seems like it's just the kids and the mom, and it's yeah. I didn't even think of that because like I'm usually just. I'm pretty in awe of this show in general. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't watch that many Netflix original series, and I watch even fewer adapted Netflix original series. Mm-hmm. But this is the first one where I'm like, oh, everything about this lines up for me. The first non-Bojack Horseman one, which yeah. always felt like an outlier anyway.
0: But... Well, they didn't They did go the and with an E route. They didn't go the, no. let's completely rethink this. Let's change the tone. Let's like gritty it up. Let's let's completely alter the storyline to fit like new like new styles but they also didn't stick with it so like they're not sticking to it so hard that it doesn't feel like its own entity it still feels no,
1: it's, it's not it's not rigid and yeah. i actually think i love a series of unfortunate events the books i like the netflix version I actually think it does it go a little too closely some of the time. Mm. And it's more interesting because there is a take here, but there's never any point where I'm like, well, Anna Martin would never. Like everything about it feels very in step with the series.
0: Yes. Uh, it, that's what that, I guess that's what I meant when I said, uh, you know, it still feels of a piece with the books. Like it feels yeah. like oh, if this happened in the books, it wouldn't, it would just feel like another one of the books. Mm-hmm. Um this episode was directed by Andrew DeYoung, who I'm not familiar with uh with his work. It looks like he's done a lot of uh he's done a, like he did an episode of High Fidelity.
1: Okay. Um, That's a Hulu, I believe. You what? Is that Hulu? That's Hulu. It, yep. Uh
0: he did AP Bio. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV, a lot of like very character-oriented television. Um, okay. And I love that someone who did High Fidelity, which is one of the best TV series I've seen in the last couple of years, just absolutely stunning.
1: Noted. I love the book, and I like the movie, so I'll have to it check is, it
0: out. You will, uh, if you're anything like me, you will watch High Fidelity and be blown away by what they were able to do with the skeleton of the book, uh, while keeping it updated, like, update, just like Babysitter's Club, updating it for today, but still making it seem of a piece with the original, like, oh,
1: very uh, cool. Okay. But wh-
0: what I love is that they, they're using these directors who's, who's, uh, whose filmographies are in, uh, adult television, uh, who, mm-hmm. who direct adults and who do adult comedies and adult dramas and applying their, their abilities and their techniques to a children's show with, which, with a deep respect for the actors, for the for the humor, for the acting, uh, and this is another one of those episodes where it really shows. There's there's a poignancy they capture in the characters' eyes that, in just these cutaway shots, these reaction shots, that yeah are are just as important as what's happening on screen. And I just I really respect that as an adaptation.
1: I think the writing is it echoes the books without aping them yeah and i think it's a delicate balance that they're handling very well because the characters sound like the characters in the book without it being too much it never feels like too much yeah yeah
0: so uh so yeah uh any final thoughts on uh the truth about um,
1: stacy not really uh i mean this is the first episode that the the very first episode made me well up a little. This was the first episode that I found really emotional, like and very emotionally satisfying. Because I like, I like the resolution of it. I like uh, I like this uh, this performance from. Want to get her name right? Shay Rudolph. I think she's lovely. Like I, and I mean we're getting a lot of the Stacey McGill fashion, which I have not mentioned yet. Like I love. Yes. Love the way she looks in this one. <laughs> like the way they're styling her is just perfect.
0: And the way they make uh, I've always had trouble envisioning the difference between how Stacy dresses and how uh, Claudia dresses because they tend to lump them together as like the two that dress really cool. Yeah, yeah. And even when they describe the clothes I'm like I don't know what they're talking about half the time. <laughs> uh, so it's cool to see Claudia dress like a free spirit, like half the time like a cool aunt. <laughs> Or like, she
1: has a very kooky ant thing going on. And, like, I, I feel like it's what I've grown into in my thirties, and she had it down when she was twelve, and that's just. That's and wonderful. to
0: see Stacy look like, like, uh, like Rodeo Drive. To see yeah, her, look she's like,
1: chic, and that is. I mean, I think they tried to bring that across in the books with her only wearing black and white, but this show already has kind of upended that a bit. Yeah. Her, her wardrobe's a little more whimsical a little bit more kid friendly and she's also not obnoxious or stuck up about it uh one of the things she brings in her kid kit to charlotte's house is a uh, like a, a kind of container of beads and charlotte oh, makes yeah. her a very tacky necklace that she like proudly wears at the park which... yes she does i had it in my notes
0: i forgot about that yeah and they're not small beads they oh are, no they are building blocks
1: <laughs> uh i taught sunday school the same t- around the same time i was uh I was babysitting and we had beads for the, like the play half of the morning and the number of bracelets that I had a child make me that I very grudgingly like would put on my wrist for the Aww. next two hours. It was, it was high. It was a high number. <laughs>
0: Alana still has a necklace she wears uh, that her niece gave her made out of big chunky beads from oh. years ago. Cause her, her, Her niece is like 20 something years old now, but uh, (laughs) still has this still has this necklace and still wears it because it's she her her niece is stylish enough that she got how to coordinate colors. So it actually goes with some
1: thing I would always try to like I would eventually get nicer and nicer ones because we would do these together every week. And the girls that I was working with would see what I did and it became like an imitation, which was good for me because it meant things matched better. But also <laughs> also good for them, uh, fine motor skills and all that. It, I think yes. it was a group of, I think they were in third grade. They were uh, they were plenty old enough that they could color coordinate figure it at out. Point.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you some pictures of what I'm going to be wearing next week. <laughs> I expect something that coordinates with that. It's okay if it, Contrasts a little bit with it. Just make it look deliberate. All right.
1: (laughs) I'm also acting like I dressed well in high school. I think I had, I think I had four T-shirts of the band Weezer. Like maybe, but it's not, not a good thing.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, okay. What's funny is you said Weezer, but for some reason it registered in my mind as Ween.
1: I was just gonna say, did it? Did you go to Ween? Because I, I I get that. I had this image of
0: you with like a God Ween Satan shirt on. Oh,
1: that (laughs) would be. That would have been better and I might have also had to turn it out inside out at school because yeah. our dress code was weirdly, weirdly strict about dumb things, so. What
0: was their little, what was their little guy called? The Boognish or the little, like, was, it had its own little, like, its own little, like, mythology around it. It was
1: Weezer that I cared about, not Ween. <laughs> I was Ween. Come on, push it in the daisies, make them count that. We should.
0: I watched a lot of 120 minutes. That's uh, fair. Uh,
1: <laughs> it was on after I went to bed, so I, I, I but I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I think we covered every possible facet of, <laughs> of I
1: think so. I love it. Uh, great episode. Looking forward to seeing more Marianne in the next yes. one. Yes, Marianne think,
0: saves the day. Do
1: you recall? is dawn introduced in marianne saves the day
0: i would assume because uh because the next one after that is dawn in the impossible three and that seems yeah, like so quite she... a thing to throw her in on so
1: <laughs> the first time you see dawn she's doing a babysitting job for the right, right. stuff. oh and by no the way we able. got
0: this new babysitter
1: <laughs> she's good you're gonna love her yeah <laughs> we, we changed her but like I like that. I mean, like hopefully she still dresses California casual. We'll see. We'll she see. Better.
0: She better. So, uh, so, so yes. Uh, so next, yeah. uh, next, next week will be Marianne saves the day.
1: Oh, very exciting. I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> Dear, reader. Dear readers.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dear readers. Uh, I really wanted to talk about Stacy, Stacy, the truth about Stacy, because I was excited to talk about it because I was interested in how you update something that I didn't think was handled perfectly in the books uh, for a modern audience, and I think that they did a fantastic job. That, that's, that's all I have to say. I, I really like this episode. No,
1: it's so good. Dude, you get, there was nothing wrong with that. A. <laughs> uh,
0: see, see you next summer, <laughs> Anne M. Martin. <laughs>